Warning, the following episode of Seriously Wrong can be a little bit traumatic. Its relentless lampooning of the political sphere and biting satire is known to make people sad. Uh, It's also known to make people happy, but there's no guarantee you'll be the right type of person. And uh, we're sorry. And warning. A lot of irony. And welcome to the show. Warning, welcome to the show. (laughs) So... Um, I've been asking a lot of people this. Where were you the moment you found out that it was real? Bernie Sanders won the election, defeated Donald Trump, took the Electoral College and became the 45th president of the United States. I've never told you this story. Maybe you did tell me, but not when we were recording. Well, I was sitting at home, you know, getting ready to sit back, watch the election when I got a phone call. And it turns out the woman who my gay husband and I hired to have our baby was going into labor. And so we rushed to the hospital. She's in there. She's doing doing the breathing. You know, we're watching. And just keep checking my phone because the election results are pouring in. And just when Bernie took Florida, that was when the baby's head crowned. And the moment that the baby fully came out was when I clicked over to CNN and they called it for Bernie. And guess what I named the baby? Don't tell me you named... What'd you name the baby? Bernard. Bernie for short. <laughs> and you didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I did. I was saving it for the podcast. But I was just kind of playing it like, oh, I didn't tell you. You know, casual. Wow. Can I meet your kid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, it's still in the hospital. It was born sickly. Well, I'm not a, I'm not a superstitious person. That seems kind of like an ominous sign. Well, he's pulling through, though. He's like, he's overcoming adversity, just like Bernie did. Oh, like, yeah, Bernie did in the primaries. Yeah. Yeah, actually, Bernie Sanders ran for office six times before becoming mayor of Burlington. So in that same sense, maybe your your child is mm. running mm-hmm. and not winning, but will eventually become president. Um, so, where, yeah. where, so where were you? when? Uh, well, I was over at my friend's house, and we were clicking around back and forth between like the different live streams on YouTube, and we had a couple drinks. And I don't like I thought that Bernie was going to win because like he's been polling in the lead for so long, but I didn't want to get too ahead of myself. And I'd been really kind of meditating on some stoic concepts, just repeating to myself as a mantra, like Bernie Sanders is going to lose. Bernie Sanders is going to lose. Preparing yourself for the worst. right? Bernie Sanders has already lost. It's okay. We will build a resistance. We're going to see surges in socialist organizations. We're going to see surges in people working together in their communities to resist violence and terror by the hands of police. And all these great things are going to happen if Trump wins. I'm just thinking, okay, if Trump wins, Trump is probably going to win. Even though Bernie is pulling way ahead, I just didn't want to be let down so much because I cared so deeply about Bernie's policies. Smart. And uh, he takes Florida and I'm like, oh, he's got Florida. And in the street, the firecrackers start going off. People are going down the street screaming, yelling, saying it's it's a revolution. It's a revolution. Democratic socialism. We're going to continue continuity of government while implementing revolutionary change. Yeah. And like I was drunk and I'm yelling at them and stuff, telling them my kind of ideas for the future. They're telling me about their ideas for the future. We end up walking down the street singing Solidarity Forever. And uh, <laughs> uh, I was so hungover the next day, but it was... It was great waking up in a world where I, had, I knew that I did enough to support Bernie. I knew that everyone had worked together and stood up against hate and violence and intolerance and, and, and rape and ineptitude and corruption. And 
all these horrible things. We'd all got together and stood up against it and succeeded. And uh, that's 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 what Bernie's win was for me. It was the birth of a new day. It was the birth of a new president, birth of my new son, birth of the future. It's, yeah, I don't know. And I, I, know. I met some great still can't believe it's people real. that night. <laughs> and we've still got a reading group together. And it was restored faith, I think. It's restored faith where there was a lot of cynicism and, and nihilism. And uh, I think this victory is proof that no one should be nihilistic. There's no reason to be cynical. Uh, things do turn out. The world isn't always a dark and terrible place. And sometimes things turn out just like you wanted. It's a beautiful thing. If you try to do the good in this world, you are rewarded. And big changes are happening. And what I find amazing is the mea culpa from the Democratic Party brass, where they said, rightfully, this is a moment where we can define our party for a generation and create a better world, not just domestically, but around the world. Let's take it. Let's put principled opposition to reactionary sentiment, hope and change and inspiration, and, and reject the politics of hatred and fear. Let's put integrity and, and solidarity at the forefront of what we stand for ahead of insider dealing and uh, various forms of um, seemingly benign but ultimately very damaging corruption. So, everyone, you're listening to the Seriously Wrong podcast. And if you haven't guessed already, this week is all about Bernie. It's going to be, why did Bernie win? My name is Aaron. And my name is Sean. And we do this show every single week. I try to keep people updated on some going-ons in the news and um, also provide introductions to various spheres of radical politics and uh, encourage winning the future, having successes, moving forward together to achieve great things uh, on yeah. behalf of... I don't want to say our podcast was responsible for Bernie's win, but we're part of the new culture of winning that the left is, has really taken to recently. Yeah. And I, when I look back, especially at the podcast leading up to when this happened, and I think about the sphere of influence that we had on it, I know that we did enough. Not just we, but you. You did enough. We all did enough because it happened. It won. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome Thank you. Show. I'm wrong. You're wrong. He's wrong. She's wrong. They're wrong. We're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I am wrong. So do you, do you want to do like a sketch where it like what if Trump won? Oh yeah, start out the episode with like a bizarro world. Yeah, Trump won. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to just do like where we're at a bus stop and cool. Yeah. Okay. okay, I'll start. I'll do it. Oh, hello, sir. How do you do? I'm doing very well. Um, do you mind if I sit down for a moment? Um, it's an open bench. We're all waiting for the bus. Thank you. So did you see in the news that Trump won? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's been uh, all over the place, actually. I, it was quite an upset. That's not what the polls said. And it happened somehow. So you didn't vote for Trump or you did? Oh, no, I was a Bernie bro. Me too. Me too. Everyone I know is a Bernie bro. He was polling so far ahead. Yeah. Well, that's why he won our state, right? Uh, I mean, everyone you know, everyone I know, but somehow managed to win all those Mm, managed to slip through. It certainly was a sad day for us in leftist politics when we 
lost that election, but I'm I'm proud to say that in the days since then, we have expanded our organizing capabilities, begun to uh, not focus so much on uh, petty wedge issues that we can't act upon. Yeah, it really has been uh, enlivening to see how people have come together to resist the president. So that's a silver lining in this dark gray cloud of the world where Trump won. So hard to imagine Trump winning. Sorry, I'm like, you no, know, it doesn't yes. make any sense. He was pulling in the lead in Florida and everywhere. I'm just, I'm. That's where I'm kind of. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a failure of imagination, and yeah. I'm trying to like best scenario. Okay, imagine like, if more people supported Trump. Like that's, that's going to make the sketch work. Right. Oh, if it like, hadn't been such a sure thing. Oh, I guess we have to admit that people don't support uh, Bernie Sanders style New Deal uh, liberalism, and we need to look critically at that. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because it's it's just quite simply not uh statistically true and it's just people do want that maybe it would work better if in the sketch hillary had run against trump then it makes sense maybe oh, that trump would have won yeah okay so imagine if the democratic party failed to take advantage of a populist uprising within their party that could have uh, provided a, a the Democratic Party a framework for a new generation of of, yeah, of the, dominating the, the state, uh, the, the the dominating the Senate, uh, the House of Representatives and the presidency through a, a coherent defining uh, narrative uh, that was progressive and spoke to people's economic insecurities. They... <laughs> They fuck that up and then they let one of the most unpopular candidates of all time run instead of one of the most well-liked candidates of all time. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay, so I don't know. Maybe we should just cancel the bit. It's, it's too ridiculous. Too stupid. We too can't stupid. even like pretend that that would happen. I don't want to attack the Democratic Party like that. Yeah, they did the right thing. This episode of the Seriously Wrong podcast is brought to you by concerned citizens for people who think in black and white and like to yell at each other. Us people who think in black and white and like to yell at each other are here. Get used to it. We are tired of all you nuanced, calm speakers out there who constantly want to trample on us, trample on our religious freedom, trample on our freedom of speech. We're stigmatized unfairly in the media. It's ableism. It needs to end now. I, I, I couldn't begin to list all of these sick, evil people who are trying to undermine us. It's wrong. It's got to stop. And that's why we're binding together, thinking black and white together and yelling at each other for once. We need you all to be nicer to us, to stop hurting us. Be nicer to, to us. What, what is that? Like this people who think in black and white are victims. Yeah. Oh, please put some change in our head. We are no, victims. We're unfairly no, stigmatized. We're not victims. We we're warriors. And we're going to fight well, yeah, for the right warriors, to free speech. We're going to fight for the right to stop free speech. That's what I'm doing. I'm fighting for the right to do all those things. And you're criticizing me. So you are against all those things. I think that you are set here to subvert us. You're evil in, the, in spirit. No, I am not. I'm not us. evil here. I, I think that, I, I, I think know that you're sitting no. over there thinking so, in gradients, just let me talk. not yelling enough. You're probably a rapist. Well, yeah, you're, you're probably a rapist you're, you're would talk like this. I can't believe that you would I can't use rape you... victims as a prop against someone that you have a minor disagree with. 
That's oh, the look type at of thing this. That is look subversive. at the Facebook message I found from someone who says that you touch them inappropriately. That's not real. I don't know who that person is. That's clearly a smear campaign by people on your side. Absolutely you not. When would I have the time the... to create a campaign? COINTELPRO. Yeah, of course. It's Everyone's against you. It's a big conspiracy. This guy's fabricating support our organizations. Support our organization. By the time you get there, he's going to be gone because we are purging. The, we're taking out the trash. No, uh, I will still be there because I'll be found innocent. That's guaranteed. As for him, I'm not sure he'll probably be out, <laughs> out like yesterday's dinner. He doesn't care about support people who think in black and white and yell at each other. He doesn't care about them. I care about them. Support our organization. I so I care about them. He does not. No, I do. No, no. Yes. No. Yeah. I do. Me. <laughs> uh, something that I really want to compliment Miss Hillary Clinton on about her performance in the primaries is I think the integrity and dedication she brought to running that was clearly about the self-interest of the country. In the early debates when her and Bernie were sparring over some of these more contentious areas of, of her platform, it was really reassuring to see her move to the left. People criticized her for just going where the winds were blowing. And yeah, I mean, she's a career politician. I think there was definitely some of that. But there is something to be said for recognizing, A, recognizing good ideas when you see them in front of you, and B, for backing the candidate that the people who support your party chose. It's humiliating because this is the second time she was presumed to be the Democratic candidate nominee. And this is the second time that she was denied that role running for president. And especially when she lost in New York in the primaries, like because up until then it was kind of, you know, who's going to win? We don't know. But, you know, that's her home state. She was a senator there and people rejected her in her home state and California too and the momentum that that built and the WikiLeaks that came out just before New York that obviously had a big impact mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you know, your heart goes out to her because in, in many ways she had strengths as a candidate, but I think you're in this position sometimes where you have to take a, a look at the big picture um, and where the energy is, where where the young people are going and and what's going to translate into voters getting out there. And, and I mean, like, okay, she had a lot of strengths, but she also, to be fair, had a lot of weaknesses, which why Bernie beat her um, and why Bernie was a better candidate for the, the general. But like, you know, the Goldman Sachs speeches, the collusion with CNN about the questions for the first debate with uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz and that whole scandal that came out and really... Mm -hmm shook the Democratic National Committee that was up until that point kind of not playing ball fairly, you know, in the mm -hmm. election. And they had to publicly admit that they were wrong. They had to apologize to Bernie. And that whole process I see as having been very cathartic for the institution and for the people who want to have faith in that institution. Yeah, including a lot of Republicans and, and independents. Because, I mean, fair or not, there, there's a lot of perceptions that persist about um, Hillary Clinton. I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt on a, a great lot of things, but there are people out there who honestly just aren't really rational about everything in politics. I think that's pretty clear most of the time is that we're not governed by rationality. And we've had decades of, of conservative talk radio demonizing her. And it's not to say that she's faultless and it's all completely made up, but 
when you've got such a strong base like that that you're working against it would be challenging to translate that into a victory i think Um, yeah and i mean it was a populist moment trump winning the republican nomination bernie winning the democratic nomination oh yeah it it, it was and seeing the activism since bernie won the activism in the streets the organizing we're seeing all this stuff i'm like i'm sure we would have seen the same thing if trump won I think it. we're just in this moment in history with this really populist hmm, outpouring yeah. of energy. And, and it, it just it just happened to be that uh, the Democratic Party was able to see that, make the right choices and then nominate the right candidate. So so uh, Bernie would have won is it's a funny meme. But did you think like he would actually have won? I think that there was a really good chance of it. I honestly think he would have had a better chance than Clinton. And I think you probably wouldn't have needed that much of a better chance. She was pretty close to having won since she actually won the popular vote. Yeah, I think in the swing states, like all the swing states that ended up going to Trump, the difference is like a, a percentage and some change. Like there's the possibility that because... Sanders dropped out of the race and we didn't see like the full Republican attack mechanisms pointed at him. They could, there could have been more stuff on him or more smears that came out in the long term or something like that. But yeah, what 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 would the smears have been? Like I everyone brings up the socialist thing, but like I mean like you think of how many smears were being brought up against uh Donald Trump and like people really like Bernie. He has really high popularity ratings and he he has a lot of what I think people liked in Donald Trump, but also has all these things that Donald Trump whole... could never hope to have. <laughs> yeah, just like the ability to control himself and act like a normal human being. Experience and, having uh, been in government at least once. Yeah, for 30 years <laughs> or more. Even Trump himself tweeted uh, during the campaign i would rather run against crooked hillary than bernie sanders and that will happen because the books are cooked against bernie (laughs) so like even i don't know if that was him trying to win over like swing voters or something or if it was just him off the top of his head admitting that clinton's a much easier candidate to admit because she's got like unprecedented uh low favorability ratings that are only matched by his own Yeah, I think it was meant to be a slight against Clinton, it sounds like. And he like he thought Clinton was going to win, so he thought this is a way to bring Clinton down. But I think he probably also knew that it was true. Yeah, um, this this Bernie would have won meme has really kind of taken hold and, and, and blown up, which I think is an amazing thing. Like, it's not just because I think it's true, but because I think it's funny. Um, and it punches up against <laughs> the mechanisms in, in the Democratic Party that suppressed this kind of populist uprising. <laughs> People love to say I told you so. I mean, that's why I like the meme, because I liked Bernie in the primaries. I thought he should have been uh, chosen. There's a perverse pleasure in seeing Clinton fail after that whole mechanism conspired to make her be the candidate. To see her fail is like satisfying in a way because you get to say, oh, I told you so. And they can't ever prove that Bernie wouldn't have won. Uh, they, they can make that argument, but it's it, now it's an open question and we can just like take the territory that Bernie would have won. And I don't know. I mean, it's like... 
it's obviously not a truth claim but it's uh yeah and i i guess there's like a, there's a hope in if we repeat this thing enough that might be able to influence the zeitgeist in a way that the democratic party takes the opinions of young people and independents and high high <laughs> high information voters more seriously Some, something i was thinking is all those republicans that endorsed hillary clinton do you think they were just playing like do you think they were playing 3d chess and they knew that it made her look like a fucking corrupt stooge no i think that they honestly thought there was going to be a sizable contingent of republicans who are like yeah she's closer views to us on trade she's uh closer views to us on foreign policy and yeah we hate the democrats when you stack it up against this person who in a lot of ways was more different from any standard republican than hillary was yeah i don't know i think it was just a legitimate protest by the republican people i see what you're saying though that it could work against her uh winning over the leftist vote yeah because i was i was trying to look up the arguments for why bernie wouldn't have won and one of the things i found was it was like a post from before the election where someone was <laughs> where someone was saying bernie definitely wouldn't win because he's not going to get all those sweet republican swing votes that um hillary clinton's gonna get and uh i mean it looks pretty silly now because she lost but also it just made me think of like why what kind of how is that good for rallying the base to be like oh vote for the person who who's palatable to this other party that's been undermining all of our progress for eight years you know like that's the democratic narrative is like the republicans keep on stopping all our hard work and then it's like now we're running a new candidate it's like hey the republicans like our candidate like it's a unity we're gonna win <laughs> we're we're on now we're on their side the, the same come, way they hated obama they hate us. this new guy this but we agree this new guy's bad bernie definitely would have won 75 percent chance <laughs> i like that i like the numerical quantification it's based on math Yeah, and I mean, in the general election, I feel like the Republicans' side of this populist moment handed us a real gift because in an election of two outsider candidates, we definitely got the better deal. Like, they got the apprentice reality show TV star, Mr. Puts-His-Name-On-Every-Building, born with a million-dollar spoon in his mouth, and... On our side, we got Mr. 30 years of principled electoral service to the population that he uh, of Vermont and Burlington and a message that nevertheless was exciting for uh, basically everyone in the country, um, mm -hmm. except for the real hardline Trumpers. Yeah, it might have been harder against someone like Ron Paul, who has that long record of, of service that one can look to. Yeah, that um, would have been a battle. Ron Paul versus Bernie Sanders. Yeah, but in this, in, in Trump versus Bernie, obviously Bernie sweeped up pretty hard because he was able to just really, really quickly point to all of the types of like abuses of workers that uh, Trump has done, his failure to pay people, his connections to the mob and uh, providing cement for his, his buildings. Massive conflicts of interest. And all of a sudden, uh, Trump's claim that 
he buys and sells politicians all the time becomes an endorsement of his opponent because his opponent is the only person principled enough to have been saying this whole time that that needs to stop. It's not that Trump's saying he buys people all the time and he's going to stop it. He's saying that. This I, is just... I know how the game works. I'm going to play it good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and Bernie's saying, vote for me and I'm going to flip over this corrupt game, clean up Washington. I'm going to drain the swamp. Yeah. Like when he pointed to him on the debate stage and said, when I'm elected president, you're never going to buy another politician again, Mr. Trump. Like that was a powerful moment. Oh yeah. The applause. And yeah. Anyways, yeah some people said that was the moment that uh, Bernie won the election. Yeah, right, right there at the first debate, not even halfway through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, the actual data shows it was the second debate where he took the really, really strong lead of 80-20. Because it was in the second one where Bernie took the, the center-right pragmatist tack yeah. when he brought out his Bernie for America plan. Very, very obviously a, a charm offensive for, for middle America, rural Trump supporters, talking about bringing back jobs, um, talking about gun rights. Yeah, the, the, the gun issue so interesting how well he was able to balance talking about sensible gun restrictions for people suspected of terrorism or for people who have committed violent crimes and stuff like that. But at the same time, really emphasizing that he was for gun freedom, like he really he really won both sides with that. Oh, yeah. And I think we can't forget, like one of the principal moments of the second debate was when Bernie got Trump to say that he would break up the bank. And then Trump had to like go back on it in the next question and try to like get out of it. And it just it gave such good meme fodder because you were able to have Trump saying, absolutely, we should break up the banks. And then you can see him say, well, we're not going to break up the banks. And you have the timestamps on it. You can see it was nine seconds apart. I think that wrecked him. Like that was one of the things that just really undermined his credibility and just made him not just look like incompetent, like not just look like malicious, but also a buffoon. Because that's really what he was. Yeah, he's a clown. In a position of policy discussions, he was treading water constantly. His fragments of half sentences and like misapplied appeals to emotion with no action. Like it just, it didn't fly when going toe to toe with Bernie and the memeability of Trump and the memeability of Bernie. I was thinking about like really what was Bernie's strength in the meme wars, because as much as he was able to capture this sort of respectable politician uh, aspect of what you need to win an election, he also really captured the youth and the internet culture and the debate floor of social media, which is becoming more and more central to all of our lives. And I think like I think the thing that really made it easy to meme in favor of Bernie as leftists was that he is a genuine person. And that's, you know, in a sense, a strength of Trump as well. Trump is this weird thing going where he's like genuine in how disingenuous he is. And and it's really easy to meme against moral contradiction because you can just boil those elements down and really uh, capture them and and make it stark. And you couldn't do that to Bernie. You couldn't point out how corrupt he was because he's not corrupt yeah like the worst that you really had on him is that he alliance himself with some democratic elements that have these patchy histories and kind of challenge them to step up which i'm i'm really happy to see that they are to a great degree stepping up but the worst that he had on which is guilt by association or like the red baiting 
Yeah, the red, the red baiting. But he really managed to take that and and bounce with it. Like when he made the joke in the third debate about seizing and nationalizing Trump Industries, but how that would actually probably make America have to be bankrupt. It was pretty funny because you know, like he obviously isn't really into massive seizures like that, but it's kind of the way that he's been attacked, and he was able to kind of play with it and. Um, I think that that type of playing with it is really genuine. It, it made even Trump look stuffy by comparison because Trump was so like, even though he would break political dogmas, he's very, very narcissistic and self-centered. And for Bernie to have like a little bit of um, humility and rolling with the punches t- type stuff, it was really a. It was a powerful thing, I think, for young people. Yeah. And, you know, like this may sound like a strange thing to say, and maybe I'm too caught up on the meme thing, but I feel like a really good analogy for this whole election cycle for getting from where we were to where we are now is the journey that Pepe the Frog went on through this. Because, you know, he had been kind of like tossed around on 4chan and other really far right wing places. They, they were trying to take... Pepe and turn him into a Trump supporter, a fascist. And the way leftist memers got on top of that right away and mm-hmm. shifted the tide and took Pepe back, put him on their flags, made him the symbol of the revolution. Well, yeah, we had the Bernie Sanders meme networks kind of building at that point. So there was a point in the election where we realized that we were in a meme war and we were really, really well organized because we were working on a candidate that we were passionate about as young people because the Democratic Party made the right decision. Well, look at that. We're getting a live call. When Sanders became elected, uh, we got a red phone installed at Seriously Wrong Headquarters that goes directly to the White House. This happens all the time. Um, <laughs> answer it. <laughs> Bernie wants to have a real connection with the uh, uh, independent media. Let's just um, call us the grassroots. Hello? Hello. Hi. President Sanders, it's so good to hear from you. It's so good to hear your beautiful voice, Mr. Sanders. (laughs) Thank you, Sean and Aaron. I'm a big fan, and me and my wife listen to every episode in the Oval Office. Oh, thank you, Mr. Sanders. We're big fans of you, too. Um, Well, I guess if there was one question that we could ask you. Uh, Mr. President, um, are you worried that uh, you're going to make the government too efficient and every everyone will like you um, everyone will like you too much and that you're too good and that you're too perfect mr president I am deeply humbled by all the support I've been getting am I worried that I'm going to do too good a job and be too perfect no I think being totally perfect is actually a pretty good thing uh, well thanks thank you again mr president uh, I, what can I say we support everything that you're doing and uh, <laughs> Mr. President. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Uh, Let me just say, I think you have a podcast that is for everyone and not just the 1%. And I think that's great. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Okay. I've got to, I've got to go now, guys. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye now. Perfect, sir. Love you. God, I love that man. That was great. Hang up sound effect. Oh, can he be the president of everything? Can he be the president of Canada? Should she annex us? Yeah. You know, I'm ready to submit. Add us to the American empire. Do it. Which is now perfect under Mr. Sanders. (laughs) Today's episode of the Seriously Wrong Podcast is brought to you by Democratic Flip Flops and Footwear. Sandals, sandals, sandals. Bernie sandals, that is. 
Come down on inauguration day to get some half-price sandals at Democratic Flip-Flops and Footwear. Your number one source for flip-flops and Republican propaganda in D.C. So earlier you were saying, Aaron, that you thought there was about 75% chance that Bernie would have won if he were the nominee. Yes. So first I'll say that the main argument that I've actually encountered that seems to kind of make sense for why Bernie wouldn't necessarily have won is that Michael Bloomberg said that he would run as a third party candidate if it was a Trump-Sanders race. And if Bloomberg had entered the race and got 15%, he would end up in the debates and he'd be able to siphon off votes from both Trump and Sanders and it would kind of be up in the air again. But even that argument is contingent on there being like an elitist, moneyed, super rich section of the Democratic Party that's so against Bernie Sanders that they would fuck over their own chances of winning the election instead of just putting him forward as the nominee. <laughs> like the best argument I've been able to find that Bernie Sanders wouldn't win is that the Democratic Party still wouldn't allow it if he was the nominee. Yeah, I wonder if there's been any polling done about whether Michael Bloomberg would have got 15% because I don't I don't think that's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, and, <laughs> I mean, well, I think the, the argument is like the media, like the same media that backed Clinton and was critical of Sanders would back Bloomberg. And just, just the idea that like we don't know how we would have fared in the long term because of attacks and stuff. But I think that's total bullshit because... The amount of statistical evidence that Bernie Sanders would have won is actually pretty large. Yeah, as far as I know, he won basically every poll in which he was matched up against Donald Trump, whereas Hillary Clinton did not at all. Like, she lost a lot of them. Yeah, she would go back and forth from poll to poll, uh, whether or not she was winning, but like Sanders consistently had a lead um, early in the campaign. Um, and also there was a poll done on November 6th where a, uh, a private person paid for a Gravis marketing poll to see how people compared Trump and Sanders leading right up to the election. Um, and at that time, uh, that poll showed uh, from a poll of like 1,600 American voters, Sanders was preferred to Trump uh, at at a rate of 56% to 44%, uh, which is much better than Clinton was doing at the time. I think their difference was about 2% at that time. And they also found that he seriously outperformed Clinton with independent voters, which ended up losing Clinton the election, was uh, her poor performance with independent voters. And just consistently during the campaign, he pulled ahead of everyone else with independents um, and young voters. Those are both important demographics for a victory of, of the Democrats. And... Uh, he also uh, has generally positive favorability ratings, which is really weird and rare in politics. And actually, it seems like the only one in American politics who has a higher favorability rating than Bernie Sanders is Michelle Obama. He, he consistently is very widely approved by both Democrats and Republicans. I listened to a libertarian podcast and like they all voted for either Gary Johnson or nobody and they probably would have done the same if the matchup had been between Trump and Bernie but when they talk about Bernie Sanders all of them are like well you have to respect at least that he actually believes the things he's saying he's principled he, he's <laughs> been saying the same things for all this time and he it consistently applies those values so even among people who, who in the next breath will say, of course, all his policies are terrible and he's a socialist and he's the worst. Like they also hated those kinds of policies about Trump, at least some of them. And they still like Bernie, even if they don't 
they wouldn't vote for him because they don't like his policies, but they they like him. I think one of the things that really lost Clinton this election was the lack of grassroots meme support. Um, I don't think that memes themselves win the elections, but they're indicative of passion. And I mean, pretty left-wing groups overall, like on Facebook and Twitter and so on. And leading up to the election, pretty much the best you could find was begrudging support of Clinton. And there was almost like a social... You, you couldn't really like openly fully support Clinton without looking like an idiot. <laughs> or like a... <laughs> establishment tool. Yeah. It was like the, either the racist or the establishment tool. We should vote for the establishment tool, everyone. Or some people said vote for nobody. But yeah, th- I think there would have been a lot more than just grudging support for Sanders. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of his like platform ideas and, and like his big kind of iconic platforms are widely backed, according to public polling again, widely backed by the American people, including taxing the rich, uh, infrastructure spending, Medicare for all campaign finance reform, tuition-free college. These are all things that consistently Americans support. So like over 50% in all of those categories. And these are things that Clinton would never, ever touch that he's running on. And oh man, there's this interview with Noam Chomsky from like 1994 I read during the election. And he's making the point that exit polls consistently show that people want a more left-wing option, but the Clinton kind of new Democrats of the 90s moved to the right rather than to the left. It's one of the, the interview books that he did with Barsinian came out in, or the interview is from 94. And he just basically describes Bernie Sanders' platform and says it's what Americans tend to want, but it's what the Democratic Party is not willing to give them. He talks about the need for a New Deal Democrat, which is also what he called Bernie Sanders during the campaign. And we all know that Noam Chomsky is objectively right in whatever he says he has to believe. But uh, enough about the election. We're going on and on about the election. It's been three weeks since the election, and oh boy, it's been a, a roller coaster ride. Yeah, a lot of stuff has happened really fast. Like I, I, I don't know. I knew he would deliver on his promises, but I didn't expect him to kick into high gear with the executive order so fast. Yeah, you've never seen a president fulfill so many campaign promises in the first three weeks of his presidency. It's just yeah, no, intense. I, when I found out that he broke up the banks and decriminalized weed on the first day, I was like crying. I like couldn't believe it. It was so fucked up. It was <laughs> it was like I literally like I'm an optimistic person, but I believe that type of shit was impossible. Yeah. And I mean like sure the state laws still exist. Some of the federal laws are on the books about weed, but he, he declared the intention of the government to um, not enforce those laws, number one, and to work towards repealing them. It was, mm. yeah, super inspiring. And that followed up in the bill to end mass incarceration. To, he said he was so inspired by what Obama had done by granting clemency to more criminals than any other president had in like the past like 10 or 20 presidents. I can't remember. Um, and... Bernie said, let's make it an official part of the government. We're ending mass incarceration. He created a special review board to review the cases of every single person convicted of a drug crime and to see whether they really belong in jail, whether they're a violent person who did something wrong or if they were just someone who, you know, was caught with a bit of weed three times and three strikes they were out. Yeah, and along those same lines, when he further commuted Chelsea Manning's sentence to get her off. Yeah, it was kind of owning Obama a little bit. Like Obama <laughs> said, you can get out in May, but, and then Bernie... But you can get out today. On the day he was inaugurated, he said, Chelsea Manning will be out today. I'm 
Yeah, mm. in his acceptance speech, he mentioned Chelsea Manning yeah. when he was his acceptance speech, his, uh, his inaugural address. Yeah, and the initial laws that they're putting forth look really good on repealing Obamacare and replacing it with a single payer system, expanding Medicare to cover everyone. Medicare for all is happening so fast. The bill is already looking like it's nearing its final form, what they're going to put forward. And there's a clear path. I mean, the Republicans can try to filibuster it, but ultimately uh, they're going to be able to squash that if they need to. His education minister uh, some of those ideas I'd never even thought of. The way that he co-opted the language of school choice and used it to talk about a new um, public schooling campaign where schools are allowed a much more freedom to experiment, but they're still fully government funded. There's no having the, the, the money being sent to charter schools being pocketed by private individuals anymore but maintaining the benefit of charter schools, which is greater freedom to experiment, greater freedom to cater to specific areas and specific needs of the different groups of students. It's it's inspiring. And it, it reminds you how much just a single election can really change the landscape of, of the country. And oh, oh, and the Supreme Court pick, the Supreme Court pick, the Republicans now are like wishing so hard that they had nominated Merritt Garland, that they had allowed um, Obama's pick to go through because... The, yeah, the, the Bernie is now the kind of de facto leader of the Democratic Party and he's issued an internal order, democratized their internal systems to a greater degree. And one of the most symbolic actions of that is that his nomination for the Supreme Court is being crowdsourced as we speak. There's votes being cast by Democrats across the country who are uh, going to be picking internally who they put forward. And uh, yeah, right now, I think Lawrence Lessig is in the lead. Uh, but there's a couple other cool, weird people that just... Yeah, no, I mean, again, you just see the people being brought to the forefront. It's exciting. I, uh, there was something, a draft paper that leaked to Fox News, uh, and they were talking about it was like a bad thing. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but there's apparently something being passed around right now in the Sanders administration of an aggressive foreign policy of setting up basically uh, recreation centers and food distribution centers in war zones is a kind of charm offensive and also um, uh, educational materials, computers and technology and stuff, giving access to resources that are scarce in these regions and strongly associate associating yeah, the that American with, flag on it. Exactly. And, yeah. the, the benevolent uh, kind of using the power that America has for benevolent aims, uh, both S uh, smart power at its best That's yeah. to quote <laughs> Hillary Clinton, you know, using that in a different <laughs> way. But um, what Obama did in Libya, not smart power at its best. What Bernie's doing, that's really smart power at its best. Well, yeah, it's, it's I don't need to tell you that I support this policy. And I think that a big change needs to be done in the way that power is, ex is exerted by uh, military powers. Yeah, I mean, like, it's probably premature to say, but I think that Bernie's foreign policy is going to see ISIS crumble really fast because the response that you're seeing out of the Middle East of these um, education and resource centers that Bernie set up over there is that people are saying, has America really turned a corner? Is Amer like maybe we don't need to fight against America? Maybe we can peacefully coexist with America. These these guys keep saying we got to blow them up, we got to kill them, but America's given us free stuff. Like it's not easy for ISIS to compete in a propaganda war when. Western powers are being so clearly benevolent. Uh, yeah, I've got a friend of mine. Uh, he's a Canadian service person and was handing out resources at, at one of these bases. 
and no word of a lie in Syria. There's people in these cities, Syrians, who produce Bernie Sanders merchandise, which they'll often give to the the people at the site, like to thank them for the food and stuff. They love Bernie Sanders over there. It's like all these war zones, just full of graffiti that says Bernie 2020. He's just won over so many people on the streets. I, I just don't think ISIS can ever get a foothold again against democratic socialism and Bernie Sanders, which is now a growing bigger ideology in the Middle East. Oh, um, I just... On my phone. This has actually just happened while we were recording. Um, a group of Syrian rebels have taken a, a, a chunk of Syria and Iraq, and they're declaring it the Democratic Republic of Bernie Sanders. And they've they've partnered with some secularist militia groups in the area, including the YPG and YPJ, um, to form the Democratic Republic of, of Bernie Sanders, apparently. This is well, just breaking news. I don't... I wonder if that's a working title or if that's going to be their, the real country name. That's... that's yeah. That would be a, a monument to Bernie if uh, that, that really wants to... That is to. from Breitbart, though. It might be something else. Oh, it could be a sarcastic. Like, that's what yeah. they're going to call it. But... Um, but that's, that's good great. to hear that they've taken territory in the name of democratic socialism in the Middle East. Yeah. Using yeah, some definitely. of the momentum of Bernie Sanders' win. This episode of Seriously Wrong is brought to you by the Big Bernie Brothers and Big Bernie Sisters Foundation for Homeless Youth. So through our revolutionary program, we get young, at-risk youth, and we partner them with older Bernie bros who will kind of guide them, take them by the hand, and teach them about the world, play basketball with them, teach them about social democracy, and emphasize to them that although the positionality of political candidates is often an important thing to consider, the actual substance of uh, someone's policy, it's often misunderstood or, or uh, interpreted as class reductionism because it is a little class-centered in the sense that they think that these Bernie bros, they think that addressing identity itself and only identity without class issues could be disastrous, although they're in favor of it all. Anyway, it's it's been kind of misunderstood. They'll explain that to the kids and... Uh, Back to the show. Big Bernie Brothers and Big Bernie Sisters, an organization that provides for young people in need. So uh, not everyone likes Bernie Sanders. Uh, not even everyone on the left automatically likes Bernie Sanders. I've heard some pretty interesting negative things about my boy Bernie during the campaign and even afterwards. Um <laughs> Something I hear pretty frequently is this idea of him being a kind of counter-revolutionary plant, that his run was to capture that kind of populist energy, to make sure it didn't go to Jill Stein or others and stuff like that, and then make sure it's pulled into the Democratic Party and uh, all of his supporters will go and vote for Clinton, and then Clinton gets her victory on the backs of Bernie and his supporters. Yeah, as, as soon as he endorsed Clinton, I started hearing that, like, ah, see, I knew all along that this wasn't <laughs> actually <laughs> any, like, real possible change. The system doesn't allow for any real possible change. This has all been a great Machiavellian scheme created to get Clinton into the White House and Bernie's uh, either an unknowing dupe or he's a part of it and he's likely a part of it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about the part of it allegations because I find them particularly funny <laughs> and particularly impossible. <laughs> I love this notion of because he's clearly such like a sweet, well-meaning old man fighting fighting hard like he doesn't have the capacity to act like he he's not like i mean obama i can kind of believe like he's a charismatic guy and he's faking trying to be a good guy and stuff 
but like Sanders, he's just an old man. Like how? <laughs> I mean, if he is, he's playing the long game. Like he <laughs> he prepared for thirty years of getting uh, a record of in public always saying that he believes the same things all leading up to this moment where he could betray it all and sell himself out to Clinton. <laughs> yeah, all that, that entire career was just for a single moment of pushing Clinton over the finish line. So just all of it was for waste. He just, <laughs> his whole career. The, was, the funny thing about it to me is the idea that the standard narrative is so unbelievable because you say to people like well maybe he just really thinks Donald Trump is uniquely awful and like he attacked Clinton pretty relentlessly and constantly during the primary like he showed that he understood that there was a lot of problems with her positions and her as a candidate and like I feel like if he was a plant a he wouldn't have attacked her so hard and like b is it not reasonable that he just thought Trump was really bad and Clinton was better than Trump and so lesser of two evils it's fairly common for people to think that way but people you say that to them and they just kind of scoff and are like oh yeah okay you believe that yeah and I, I can't help but feel that there's like a structural punching down towards someone like Bernie like if at that point he had been like I'm not endorsing Clinton she's a bad candidate it's a mistake and I'm going to run as an independent, then Trump's victory is Bernie's fault. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel bad for the people who live in the alternate reality where Bernie did run and Trump won and they're getting all the blame and people are like, if Bernie hadn't run, then Clinton would have definitely won. And everyone would probably have to be like, "Eh, yeah, you know, maybe they have a point, but they don't have a point because we live in the reality where Bernie didn't run. And (laughs) (laughs) we know (laughs) that Clinton actually would have lost. Yeah. And it also, it would be, they wouldn't have as much evidence as we do because they'd be like, look, we should have given her a shot. She would have got all the Republican crossover vote that we know in this universe, in this timeline, would have never come. Yeah, not in any significant numbers, anyway. But also, elections tend to go back and forth, like presidential elections to Republican-Democrat back and forth, right? And mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to think about that timeline where Bernie ran and still somehow Trump won, because I, I feel like it would really fuck over the progressive movement in the long term. You know, it's. I think it's possible that if Bernie had run third party, that Clinton would have won because I think it's possible that Bernie might have siphoned more votes off Trump than Clinton. I don't know. Maybe that's crazy, but there's definitely crossover there. And I think a lot of the reason Trump won is because votes that would normally have gone to the Democrats went to him uh, because of his working class appeal. <laughs> and I think those votes specifically would have went to Bernie. Uh, Clinton would have still won all the same states she won, and she would have won specifically in those battleground states that she lost because that little extra push Trump got would have went to Bernie. Yeah, I, I wonder if the three of them debating each other, like what form that... It would always be worth it to live in the timeline where Sanders was the spoiler candidate just to see the three of them debate each other. Because I can't... I really feel like it would have been a different spectacle altogether. But maybe we live in the best of all possible worlds here. Maybe in the timeline where Sanders was the nominee, the Democratic Party would undermine him and then there'd be this popular narrative that he handed the election to Trump. And, like, of all the possible outcomes, the outcome where Trump wins, 
like is shown to be a stooge and, and, and horrible, like doing these policy suggestions that the vast majority of Americans don't like, leaving a space for the more the left side of the left party, uh, the, the left movement to actually kind of uh, build a resistance against that and then be able to put more progressive candidates forward in the future um, after hopefully four years, maybe eight years, and um, all of the related old people dying that come with that and young people getting the right to vote. Uh, the problem with the old people dying thing, because I used to think like that too, like, oh, we just got to wait for these old people to die. But I just realized that like, even when these old people die, then new people just get old. People who weren't old before <laughs> then get old. And their ideas turn old. <laughs> and then their ideas turn old, yeah. <laughs> they change their minds and... Uh... <laughs> Who knows? We, we we can't know what would happen in any other world than this one. Mm -hmm. And in this one, a whole bunch of fucked up, bad, stupid shit happened because the Democrats made a fucking bad choice. I, I think the, the anecdote that best summarizes the way that the Sanders administration is approaching this presidency is on Inauguration Day. We've There's this huge protest outside like thousands and thousands of protesters this mixed group of people everyone from the tea, the tea party crowd back together again yeah tea, yeah tea party crowd in full force along with uh far leftists anti-zionists and anti-imperialists oh yeah the the anti-jewish attacks against bernie were some of the worst and oh yeah those people are out in full force that yeah. alex jones nuts they hate him oh because one time like one time bernie at a city hall said said something about israel that wasn't condemning them strong enough even though he's got a really strong history of supporting the palestinian people and the black black the black block anarchists and communists who are just like scared that by electing someone who is you know a more moderate socialist democratic socialist they're taking all the steam out of the revolution that this was going to pacify people and they were never going to rise up against capitalism and so I know, friend, like I have friends who were there that day, like in protesting Bernie. Like we agree on many things, but I'm a, I'm a little more willing to participate in electoral politics than they are, and that's, it's, you know, it's, it doesn't sound a tension in our friendship or anything like that. But it's kind of interesting to hear from from the ground. So on this huge protest, and so what does the Sanders campaign do? Uh, well, they had this huge war chest from their campaign uh, because they'd been fundraising so well and so across the board. So they brought in hundreds of thousands of hot dogs and veggie dogs and condiments. They're calling them Bernie dogs. And they had Bernie dog carts all up the streets, all the places of the protests where you couldn't walk 10 feet without Bernie Sanders trying to give you some free food. Yeah. And it's so smart because one, everyone loves free hot dogs. It curries their favor. They say, hey, you know, maybe this president isn't so bad anymore. He's offering us an olive branch, a delicious hot dog olive branch. And the other thing that it does is when people get full, they get happy, they get they don't want to run around so much they are like more peaceful a fed people is a happy people mm -hmm. you put your bernie dog wrapper in the garbage and you leave the garbage standing up because you're happy with the government <laughs> <laughs> that's why my friend my friend was there and, and he they were telling me I, I ate the whole bernie dog put the wrapper in the garbage left it standing up hey this guy's not so bad We'll, I'll give him a chance. Yeah, and like those Tea Party people, so many of them said they felt like they were understood, that they felt heard by that, and that maybe getting free college, free health care, and just having society take care of each other might actually be a really good thing, and they, they would like that. Yeah, there was this wicked vine from that day where 
there's a Trump supporter and a Trump hat. And he's like, who paid for these? These hot dogs aren't free. Who paid for these hot dogs? And there was a guy in a Bernie shirt there. And he said, we did. We paid for it for us. We're together. And they hugged and is crying. And like some people clapped. Um, I could just watch that on repeat. It like, it's just one of those moments. We're just like where there was so much politics of division. And then we were able to unite behind this person with so much integrity and basically form a, a good a, a counter movement that was able to to stand up against hate and division and and, and stay the course on that in, in office. It's 100%. I'm a little embarrassed. I feel like we've been gushing about him so much and we really do need to hold him accountable. Like, obviously, he's better than our wildest dreams already, but it's still, you know, it's just the beginning of this administration and... Just because just because I support you, Bernie, doesn't mean I'm not going to make sure that you 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 keep on this path. I, I don't want you're not breeding any complacency in us with this actions. No, definitely not. We're going to be on you as soon as you do something that I don't agree with. I'm going to be on you and I'm waiting for that. And when you do it, I will bring it up. And so watch out for that. We're all going to bring it up. We're the mob who controls you, Bernie. So it's time to lead by following getting back the people get behind. Yeah. Servant leadership, they call it. Bernie. <laughs> Um, Bernie Sanders will be in chains and be enslaved by us as the person that does our dirty work and runs the country for us, which is a very hard and tedious job. Mm. Yep. Well, thanks for listening to the Seriously Wrong podcast, all you Bernie heads out there. Um, sure, you're still buzzing after that electoral win. And um, next week, we're, we're going to be a little more critical of Bernie, although we just had to get that out of our system. We're just so happy to have the victory on our side. And win history, so to speak. If you like this podcast or you want to hear more podcasts like it, you should head to seriouslywrong.com. If you have something you want to say to us, click on contact, send us an email, send us a voice message. We'll play it on the show, talk about it. The next four years are looking bright, everyone. Uh, they're looking bright for the podcast and they're looking bright for America and they're looking bright for the world. And um, yeah, no, we're just happy to be, be a part of it uh, with all of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone. And thank you, Bernie Sanders. Thank you for calling our hotline. Thank you for everything you've done for America. Thank you for so, so much, Bernie. You're my angel, Bernie. You, <laughs> You're my angel. <laughs> Bernie, you are our sweet angel who has Bernie done it, Sanders. who is doing it all for us. And you're the, you're the perfect man. You're the real deal. And you gotta you're supporting real liberalism. I'm supporting real liberalism. And we're standing up to the new world order. And me and you, Bernie. Stuff is great. Let's get that democratic socialism going. Boys and girls all get together. Let's organize by our communities and stand up for justice around the world. Uh, with Bernie Sanders on our side as our president and leader, we will fix all the problems together. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, listeners. Uh, thank you to people who donate to the show and especially thank you, Bernie, because you're perfect and you did everything right. And thank you to the Democratic Party for allowing this to happen instead of uh, making mistakes. Yeah, admitting you were wrong and not blocking it. And yeah, thank you. That was always on the, that was on the table, but you didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean they did. They did do it. I mean, so you did do it. You, you did, did do it. You, you did do it. And congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> we support that. And good job. You did it. And thank you, Democratic Party. Thank you, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, you did it. Thank you, listeners. We thank all you, did Aaron. it together. I'm wrong. You're wrong. He's wrong. She's wrong. They're wrong. We're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I am wrong. We are wrong. Seriously. Seriously. 
Next time on Seriously Wrong, meaningless word salad. The conscious individual is the politics of reality. That's quantum. <laughs>